ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure to bring to you Season 1, Episode 15, Rock the Dead. Welcome everyone to episode 15 of season one of the Juggalo Rewind. Uh, I didn't think we were going to get to this point. Maybe we tricked you last week, but you know, as they say, we tricked you. (laughs) I was going to say, uh, uh, you know who we are, but you don't know why we're here. That's a good one. You may have thought that we were just going to do the original Most Tasteless, but Guess what? You can't just do the original Most Tasteless without going forward and doing the the island version, right? I mean, that'd be ridiculous. So. I mean, we're, we're going forward in this chronological, but it's still a rewind, so I think it fits. It definitely fits. We talked about the reissue numerous times, so why wouldn't we just keep on plugging away? Right. And, uh, There's no way we could do a wrap-up and ignore the two different versions of this. No, we've been talking the whole season about the different faces of the cd so why not just keep it going we're having fun we, we don't want to stop here on season one so here it is episode 15 rock the dead my name is peter and you've heard there chris is remote live from the compound yep down <laughs> in the bowels <laughs> down in the spooky bennigans of the back of his mind we, we had to take a lot of uh a couple weeks in a row here, a lot of sickness was running through the house, but uh, I think we're good to go after this. I think we'll be back on track. Oh, yeah, you never know. I mean, I, th- I think... It's- you never know. You might get sick again. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's it's come and go. You never know what goes on. This is but, what uh, happens when you have uh, two infants and a... In a t- I guess he's technically still a toddler. No, he's not. What would you call him? <laughs> Anyways, I'm a freshly in school ch- child. <laughs> yes, and, uh, the germs of plenty, and yeah. it's not all you. Like I mean, we when we have guests, we got to do it like this, or just when we don't want to face the elements when the winter is coming. It's gonna be like, eh, let's just do that right. from uh, from each other's home. So it's fine. It sounds good. Everyone knows what we're talking about. It's the rewind, whether we're in person or not. Social medias, you're all following us already, but if you aren't, it's at Juggalo RWD. That's Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, I believe. You can search on Juggalo Rewind and the old TikTok. Um, you can email us, Juggalo RWD at gmail.com. We love getting emails. We also love getting phone calls at 810 666 1570. Gotten a couple good voicemails that I think we're going to you know, play at the end of the season, answer a couple questions, and we'll see how those free, go. Feel free to prank us, too, like 85 bucks an hour. They can also answer and give you a, hello? <laughs> Who's this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are good. Or you can leave us messages. I think that's on Freak Show. That's not on this CD, right, where they play the messages at the end about 
the girls' buttholes. And <laughs> I mean, feel free if you want to divulge what you've been doing over the weekend. Feel free to let it loose. Yeah, if it's uh, <laughs> if you listen to this, if you listen to this episode when it drops, which I believe is on Thanksgiving, correct? That's right. Uh, if maybe the next day you're listening, you know, you're watching Michigan Ohio State, and oh god, you know, you just want to razz us or, or see if Chris no. is still alive. Feel free to drop us a line. So. This is gonna be the longest week ever. <laughs> but if you're listening to this in the future, hopefully you've gone back and listened to all episodes. Doesn't matter if you're an old school juggalo or, you know, you just graduated from Camp Zool. You'll still find <laughs> something that you can enjoy here on the Juggalo Rewind. Tag us in uh, your macaroni art from Camp Zool. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some pictures. I've seen some videos. I haven't seen enough arts and crafts. Uh <laughs> Please show us your arts and crafts, and maybe next year we'll be at Camp Zool right there with you. Uh, and we didn't mention, if you're on Spotify, Apple, no matter where you're listening to us, drop a review, subscribe, or like, or you know, do anything to make sure that you get these episodes early and often, right when they come in. And don't forget, uh, we got a pinned tweet, you retweet that, and we have an Instagram post, you tag a friend, and give us a review on uh, Apple three chances to win the most tasteless vinyl so you got a few more episodes to get that in that's true we wanted to give more people a chance to win that's the real reason why we extended the season right Um, we (laughs) We want to get more reviews (laughs) we always need more reviews it changes the algorithm i don't know if we have much else to banter about so you want to just jump right into this episode we got a lot ahead of us i believe let's go all right we are talking rock the dead Again, this is episode 15, but we're going a little off track here because this is the fourth track on the reissue. They uh, just wanted to cram it in there right off the bat, right after, I, off the top of my head, right after Secondhand Smoke and Die Motherfucker Die, right? Yeah, so, they, wanted to keep, they wanted to keep the uh, the gauntlet running, you know? Yeah, bangers coming when you're turning on that CD. Producer of this track, Mike E. Clark. So this is going to start a trend here in the next couple episodes of all of these reissue new tracks are all Mike Clark branded. And uh, uh, we'll get into it, but it definitely they all have a hint of the new sound of Twisted. Would you agree? No, most definitely. And we spent a lot of time uh, praising Scott Sumner. So it's good to let everyone know that we won't just be a... You know, Scott Sumner is not the only MVP in our eyes because Mike Clark brings some bangers here, too. Yeah, I will get into that here in a minute, but he definitely brought the heat on this one. Track time, four minutes, 52 seconds. That's, I think that's a little, what do you call it, uh, misleading because there is a lot of empty space here, right? I mean, there's a lot of, what do you call it, hook at the end. Yeah, they've, really, that's kind of been a trend in a lot of this is the hook. You trails out for a, you know, you're hitting skip when you're, if you're in your car because you're like, how many times do I want to hear this hook roll out in the end, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's it's nice, it's hot, but it's like a little too much at some point. Yeah, I mean, I think f- a little over four minutes is the average on just about every song on here, and a lot of it is that, letting that hook ride out. Yeah, it's a lot of nonsense, but that's music these days, or those days, whichever yeah. you prefer. Uh, I don't think we have to talk about this anymore in 
these episodes going forward, but just for the sake of uh, bridging the gap of old to new, obviously these are not on the demo, not on the House of Horrors tour. So from here on out, I say we just cut that from the old uh, what we're talking about. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. That was a uh, in the past. Time. Yeah. yeah. Um, how do we want to do this? Let's let's talk about the history, uh, the little bit of the history of the song before it got to the album and then okay. we'll get right into lyrics and such am i to uh, understand that you first heard this on fatter whack correct chris yeah definitely fatter whack is my first uh at least memory cuz you know as we we did this the season i realized well i've gotten forgotten freshness too before i got fatter whack so obviously i heard <laughs> oh, these yeah. guys <laughs> so uh, but then you know in my mind the thing i remember that it stuck with me who Twisted was, was Fat or Whack, and hearing those three singles on there, blowing me away. Right. We talked about it before, but just to reiterate, and I don't know the exact dates on these, Fat or Whack is essentially the Jekyll Brothers sampler CD. Uh, and they threw on Twisted, obviously, because the reissue of Most Tasteless is about to come out. So... They put on some of the old, some of the new. And when I say old and new, I mean original and this one from the reissue. And it went nationwide because they knew Island was picking this up. So I think a lot of people, this was the first thing, just like you, you know, give or take a little bit, that it was the first thing they heard from Twisted. And it's not a bad one to start with. You know, that beat definitely catches you. And it's if you are an ICP fan and you hear this, I think you understand that you know they're not just throwing something random at you. It's definitely something in their universe, and you're gonna like it. And to me, they all came so much harder. Like when you heard those twisted beats, for whatever reason. I mean, I guess Blinko kind of came, you know, heavy beats. Well, but yeah, I don't know those those three twisted beats. Like it felt like it was a whole other level of like right. oh, I bought a wall. <laughs> and we can do all the other versions later, and we can just jump into the song, but. Now that you're talking about the beat, like I, I wonder how Mike Clark operates. Like, did he does he have songs like this just sitting, and he grabs them and tweaks them and gives them to who he wants, or does he hear a song like hear lyrics, kind of mold it around Twisted in particular? Mm-hmm. Like, could you imagine ICP rapping on this? You know, is it just is it too fast for them, or is it just a different? got a different element that ICP never had. And I wonder if Mike Clark was happy to be like, man, I have, he has a canvas, but he has to tailor it to their liking and their strong suits. I wonder if he saw a twist and he's like, man, I can double things up and, you know, be a little more hip hop. Like, I'd just be curious if he was happy to have Mm -hmm. a different set of people to play for. I'm sure. I would if they go through his, uh, his discography and and see like what else he was producing at that time and like yeah how much you know other different non juggalo world music he had at the time yeah, a little variety this definitely this would have still, brought all, all the worlds together I would think yeah this still seems early on where he was like not exclusively but like ninety percent juggalo music where I feel like later on maybe he got a little bit more out there right I don't know I can't imagine ICP rapping over this but maybe they would be and it would be a totally different song you would never well, know but. We kind of get, we'll get to it later. We kind of get a little something. Uh, we do. We got a lot of little <laughs> something. Okay. Uh, da, da, da. Let's just jump into the song. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Rock the Dead uh, starts off 
Uh, we should have mentioned this in a much earlier episode. Rock the Dead starts with a little sample that you may or may not even recognize because I sure didn't remember it, nor do I know no. where the hell it's from. Uh, it is, As I uh, said, uh, I, it was added to my uh, letterbox watch list once we figured <laughs> so, what the hell this was. So you'll help us out later on. Yeah, uh, try to it watch is it before the, the wrap-up. <laughs> it is the quote... Uh, what does it say? Why don't you? It's like a, I assume a mother saying, "Why don't you go play with your friends?" And the kid, again, I'm assuming, says they're all dead. Why don't you play with your friends? They're all dead. I was dying to figure this out because we saw it in our notes that it's from a movie called The Reflecting Skin. It's like a, a B-level horror black comedy weird movie. British. British Canadian dramatic horror film that weaves elements of vampirism, surrealism, black comedy, symbolism, or religious zealotry throughout its narrative about the perceptions and fantasies of an impressionable young boy in 1950s America. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> so <laughs> like maybe people know this, but I sure have never heard of this movie. And uh, the the voice who says, "Why don't you go play with your friends?" That is Vigo Mortensen who's saying it. <laughs> Oh, that's crazy. I, why do I always think it's a woman? Well, what do I know? Because I haven't heard it in 20 years. I just heard right. it 10 minutes ago. Also of note, we've talked in past episodes, that little intro was not on this track. It was on, if you're going through the CD, it's actually on the tr- the previous track. And then this you know, track number four kicks right into Rock the Dead. So Yeah, so depending on which Ooh. version you're listening to, if you listen to the reissue... Uh, die motherfucker die will have that at the end correct so be on the lookout for that or go back in your archives and your cds as we like to call them and give that a listen who was telling us that like they always just listen to stuff on tape so it was all straight through and they didn't realize that that had to be (laughs) uh, that was k fresh yeah yeah (laughs) but that's true because at a at this time and before I had a cassette player in my car, so I would just straight up, you know, I'm probably a mark. I think I bought both. But like you said, you said it was our bizarre when they told you you had to, you know, buy a copy and send in a receipt to someone at the Shaggy show. So then I was like, well, I'll get the cassettes because I already have the CDs. (laughs) That's a good move. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And I always would like dub tapes and make a best of, but I feel like I had all the original tapes sitting in my car too. And, this was right on the border of me stopping doing that. But uh, yeah, that's another reason why you don't realize if something's on that track or the track before. But those are the old days, kids, when we had tapes and CDs. Now you have <laughs> Spotify's and Apple Music's. So we had that, and then we jump. Oh, my lyric book's falling all over the place. Uh, we jump right into the hook. As we've said before, not as weird as we thought it was, because it happens all the time. And we're it feels just... like a common theme on most cases, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I don't know what the hell we were thinking. We were not fully prepared for that one. <laughs> Rock the Dead, as we said, fire beat, right? Like, we can't, oh, yeah. we, we can't deny that. Uh, jumps right into the hook, which, it's one of those hooks that I don't know if I really ever knew the words. It was just there... But looking at it, now it makes sense, but... This part of the hook I definitely knew. You I knew? would sing this long. Oh, yeah. This is a... Just from this hook alone, it's a staple on Halloween party mixes, for sure. Oh, yeah. Uh, waking up, moon's in the sky. Bring the wicked shit, and the dead will arise. Now, 
Oh, this is going to go in a million different directions just because that's what we do. Jamie Madrox starts it off with his verse. What, what are you thinking here? Like, I know we toe the line of it's just words for words sake, or is he telling a story, but what do you pull from what, what Madrox is trying to say here? Um, just in, in it, general, there's definitely not a story to me. I think he's just spitting some hot fire. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, Oh, that's it. That That's all good. It's, <laughs> I mean, I try to go, he's I like, try to look a little deeper. It looks like he's digging up a body here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I'm, what did I write down here? I don't know why I even wrote that down. I don't even think I can repeat that. It's so stupid. Uh, the, the idea of the whole song, I think, is just like the zombie slash dead body deal, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. why do I feel like, what did you say, that he's digging up a dead body? That's because yeah, that's kind of half-ass where I was going. I wrote something about the undead realm. Like, it's almost <laughs> oh, yeah. like he's going, where did I pick that up at? It's like he's, the space and beyond may have thrown me off because in future albums when Blaze talks about being from outer space, always pops me. I'm like, well, he's not from outer space. Why would you say that? But yeah, he he goes into, like you said, another realm walking, uh, walking through my conscience, bringing to the white lights, the depths of hell. Yeah. I feel like he's like going into that other world where you could argue, you know, there's like. The, the spirits or the souls of everyone and he's either pulling them back or just talking to them like I don't know if it's a physical digging up dead bodies but I feel it's very like spiritual you know going into another dimension kind of thing It's, it's I have a little bit of both because so he, he steals the headstone very Halloween esque and then uh, later in the, the verse he talks about peeling back the rind examine the fruit rotten to the core burying their best suits like that's yeah, maggots like crawling in their face. Yeah, it feels like it's physical, but yeah, I mean, maybe he's uh, yeah, maybe he's on the astral plane and the body is there <laughs> rotting. I would think, yeah, if you saw, man, now we're getting real deep. If you interact with someone who has died in the spirit world, is it like, what do they look like? Do they look like you remember them or do you see them as a zombie? You know, that's... Well, this came out around the time Sixth Sense came out, and wasn't he seeing all the ghosts like all fucking mutilated and weird in the Sixth Sense? Oh wow! Spoiler alert for everyone who hasn't seen the Sixth Sense. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> you didn't see a movie from twenty-two years ago. I apologize. Hey, sometimes I still haven't seen movies that have certain I didn't things. Away, so. I didn't give away the uh, the like the the punchline or plot, right? I guess I did. You're like I didn't say that he saw dead people. <laughs> I didn't say that Bruce Willis was really dead the whole time. What? <laughs> See, I didn't give that part away. <laughs> you might as well have. And look what you made me do. You made me do this, you son of a bitch. Well, this is your any, fault. If anyone out there has seen the reflecting skin, feel free to spoil it for me before I watch yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> that email address is juggalorwd at gmail.com for anyone who wants to uh, berate Chris for ruining the sixth sense for them. <laughs> But yeah, I, I like his verse. You know, it's classic Jamie Madrox, right? Good wordplay. It paints a picture for sure. We should probably say that all the time. Instead of saying, eh, it doesn't really tell a story, eh, it's words for words sake, he does paint a picture. Oh, yeah. And, and that's, definitely. you know, we're never knocking that. It's definitely. Uh, I mean, you listen to Bob good. Dylan, he's, uh, you know, amazing 
writer and all that. Sometimes you don't know what the hell he's talking about. So, okay, Madrox is just the Bob Dylan of the Juggalo world here. <laughs> so getting some abstract stuff. You can, you can visualize it, but you don't know exactly what it is. Space and beyond. Mind of an idiot. So that's the thing. Like I never some, knew that's what he said, the, the second part there. The mind of an idiot is real. We like... Yeah, it's again one of those. I just I think I knew what it was, but I can never put into words. Yeah, so. I never knew what. I don't know what I even said when I sang along. I, I don't even know My. if that's right to be honest. Like, let's make that abundantly clear. I think yeah. everything I've seen online says "Space and Beyond," "Mind of an Idiot," but I, I'm not hanging my hat on that being 100 percent accurate. So. Yeah, I always thought of something like "I'm up in your yard" or something like that. <laughs> Which I guess from exactly space and beyond, I'm up in the yard. I'm stealing your headstone from your grave plot. He's up in like the the graveyard, space yeah, and beyond. I, up in the graveyard, I st- stole your headstone from your grave plot. See, that makes more sense than just calling himself an idiot. <laughs> yeah, uh, anyone who wants to chime in on that and let us know what you think he says, please feel free. Yeah, I, I say probably- he says I'm up in the yard. <laughs> I should probably do a little research and maybe plug in some live versions here because I definitely play this live. So oh, yeah. we'll see if we can figure that out. Oh, fuck it. Let's just toss it in right here. Well, I know we're going to talk about it later, but since I already brought it up, this song live is like A plus, correct? Right, can you agree with that? Yeah, this is like uh, their chicken hut and it has to be played, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's whether it's in your top of all time, like where where it falls on that. This should always be on their live set, I would say. Yeah, so 100%. It's, it's just the energy, even that the, the hook brings. Even if you don't know any of the words to the <laughs> fucking <laughs> song. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of not... Oh, are we done with Madrox? Are you okay I with moving so, on? yeah. All right. So speaking of not knowing the words to anything, <laughs> even if you don't know the words to the lyrics, you know that live, it's going to get you know hyped for the hook, but talk about not knowing what the words are to the hook. I had no idea. Uh, so they repeat the first part, right? Wake up, moons in the sky. But then when it the beat drops, got me a mic and the PA cranked to 10. And all we want to do is rock the dead. And Which makes total sense reading it. And I, yeah, I could hear it, but I never knew with that. No. I, I, always heard, I, got, I got my mic, I think. And then after that, I'm like, what's he say in the second half? Yeah, that... Again, if you out there think he says something else, please let us know. But fuck, no clue. This one, this one feels that. correct. Yeah, or the first one, I think, is up in the air. Well, we'll just have to go with that because that's what genius tells us, right? Well, the only thing that's clear is "Rock the Dead." <laughs> that is very clear. Uh, <laughs> then we get into Monoxide's verse. Scream which... like ah! I love that part. <laughs> Definitely comes out strong. Same thing. Like, I feel like his is a little more physical than the where I thought Madrox was more spiritual. This is straight up like, you know, digging a hole and uh, talking about blood and, and actually going to kill someone, which is crazy. Like, <laughs> he, just wants, he just wants to rock out with more people. So he's like, I got to kill a few more to get it, for the party. The, the, the song does go towards that. Like, I think I have that written down at the end. It goes from, hey, there's a lot of dead people, like, in the world that we could bring into this world to, oh, Monoxide's just going to go start killing them. And then at the end, it's they're, like, literally trying to bring more and more people into their into their realm. So Max, it's, <laughs> Madrox's like, 
you know, that line's sweet and all, but we're, we're talking about like killing and piling up a bunch of bodies. This was just about like partying with a bunch of dead bodies. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell did we get ourselves into with psychopathic? <laughs> but again, like, let's go back. That's kind of a psychopathic gimmick, right? Like, they, oh, yeah. they may have talked about horror stuff in House of Crazies, but not literally, like, not literally talking about dead bodies. No, yeah, I'm, not on this, this level. Yeah, this is definitely like, a, a super psychopathic sounding yeah. track. And they're filling in, right? You know, filling in very well into the gimmick. Um, oh, for sure. We were talking about live parts. Definitely the uh, monoxide part where it says I got the whole world screaming out, you ain't shit. That's oh, very, yeah. you know, uh, interactive on a live set. So That's, uh, we'll get to it later, everlasting uh, moment. Oh, yeah, that's that's got to be one of them, right? Especially live. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, again, the physical part. I don't know why you hide your face because I'm coming for your neck. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. He's uh, going for the physical violence, which is not uncommon on this CD, right? He comes uh, comes hard on this one, too. Like, you know, Madrox always. It's be rare to have a Madrox um, verse that doesn't, you know, come with the heat. But uh, Monoxide right behind him on this one. This one, he's going toe-to-toe with him. Yeah, I feel like they knew. Not that they didn't try on the original Most Tasteless, but they knew that this was, like, a much bigger opportunity and they had to go 110 percent yeah as we discussed before like i mean obvious 85 bucks an hour is a throwaway goofy track and we'll get to another goofy track in the future here (laughs) only one (laughs) (laughs) but this one for sure you could tell like they it wasn't like they're like throwing lyrics together quick in the studio like they're like all right let's make this badass song with this one and they theoretically had some time right i mean yeah you imagine well we talk about this but i'm I'm actually going to go look because you think we're experts on this, but we're really not. We just go through our uh, our stuff here. So they, this CD, the the reissue, came out in June of '99. They've been on Psychopathic. Let's call it from January of '98. So they had a year and change to get this rocking and rolling. So, right. you know, you tour a little bit, you, you take off, you did other stuff in that time because man, if this came out in June of 99, I guess, depending on how quickly you had to record it, like you had riders, you had echo side, you had other stuff, but, uh, you had to be locked in straight jackets in a cell yeah. while ICP signs <laughs> autographs. <laughs> yeah. They're just sitting there waiting for the next kid. And they're like, man, what are we going to do with that rock? The dead song. Have you thought of a hook yet? <laughs> Maybe that's where they wrote it. I mean, they didn't write it because they couldn't use their hands. But uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, funny because I was yeah. listening to, or not listening, I was reading an old The Fago Lovers interview. It might have been the one with the green hat uh, story that we dug up. And he was asking him, I think, about the straight jacket uh, first thing. And Madrex was like, oh, yeah, it was cool. And all. he goes, we got really bored, though, at times because, you know, like no one knew us that well. We weren't signing autographs. So some people just thought we were like an act like the ape boy. They didn't realize we were an, you know, an actual act on the, right, on on the, the label. label. So he's like, yeah, we kind of like got real bored just sit, sitting in there in straight jackets, <laughs> not moving around. <laughs> he's like, does space and beyond sound good? Or should we stop that? Uh, or do I have just, a mind of an idiot? <laughs> <laughs> They're just rapping back and forth. And he's like, God damn it, Monoxide. We're not actually killing people. Fucking <laughs> stop with that shit. And that's why, so we get back to the Monoxide's line. That's where he got the line, release my straps of my jacket and let me go. Cause he legit was like, fuck, I'm locked up in this. 
Yeah, I mean, how many? I'm sure we could look that up, but they had to go on that tour for at least a couple months, right? Like one or two months. Yeah, the, I, don't know how, the, I mean, that felt like a full size in store, right? Because they had a flyer with all the dates, didn't they? Yeah, I just don't have it off the top of my head. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's a that's as much of a tour and as work as a, a real music tour, right? I imagine. I mean, you still got to go work, city but, to city. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if it went like nationwide, but. You know, you do your work, you get to the next town, you got to do it again, so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't know. I know I have local flyers for that, but I'm sure there's got to be one for uh, the whole the tour. Well, yeah, we'll take a look for that. I'll look in the old, uh, whatchamacallit, the Juggalo book. Yeah, my, <laughs> I've been, uh, side note, I've been bringing out all of my old you know, juggalo stuff, whether it's CDs, tapes to display because for Christmas, was it for Christmas? I have what, what, now I'm getting, I don't remember what it was for. Maybe it was for my birthday. My wife built me like a, a little stand made of like a uh, Fago stands. And so okay. that has shelves on it. So I think I'm going to put all my juggalo nonsense on there. There you go. Perfect time for it now. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the bottom, since it's a little wobbly, it'll be all my flyer books. So that'll like weigh it down. So, I'll have that out. Uh, we'll we'll see what's going on here. A whole pile of dead bodies. I'm on top. <laughs> Me and my man rocking the dead. Literally, he's like standing on a pile of dead bodies and playing a concert. That's not what we're talking about, Monoxide. It's a nice but. visual, though. Yeah, it feels I feels like something that'd be in the old comic books back in the day. I, I was going to say I don't have it in front of me, but isn't that literally what the reissue kind of cover looks like? like uh, what the reissue. Are- the reach covers they're like fighting off like demons and zombies, but they are like in the like the uh, spirit world. It looks like or like uh, they're standing like on a planet. They're not standing like on a pile. I don't know why I think they're standing on a pile of bodies. Like it's a zombie movie. But yeah, it I may mean, be I, like I have uh, it right a, here a in the room. I can go grab it, but yeah, no, it's okay. We, I like imagining what I think it looks like. <laughs> then we go into the hook again, which is the same, but it's twice as long right like they they do it uh, they do it again but they they double up on the part that we didn't (laughs) understand you gotta get to almost five minutes somehow i guess for whatever reason (laughs) they love those five minute tracks (laughs) after that another jamie madrox verse but it's all talking which is weird because again i don't like time these out i don't say like okay you know, they each had, you know, 32 bars, hook, 32 bars. So, like, I'm not timing it like that, but it is weird that the next part of the song is now a short Jamie talking verse, a short Monoxide verse, and another short Jamie verse. Like, it's just, I guess it beats being super formulaic and, uh, what do you call it, um, predictable. Mm-hmm. So, you got to throw it. To throw everyone for a loop and not be totally boring. So I, I'm okay with it. It's just, yeah, it's, it's very weird that, that Jamie just talks on this part. A little intermission between both halves of the song. Yeah. And d- do I gather that you like this part? The- uh, it cracks me up. I'm just like the whole nother posse. Now they did. <laughs> Ten thousand to one. A hundred years from now, we'll be dead. So fuck them. I 
like such uh, this little diatribe makes me laugh. That's the word, right? Diatribe, I think. <laughs> diatribe. <laughs> I don't know. You've said it a couple times this season. We just let it go. <laughs> uh, but no, I know what you're saying. Um, it gets you hype at the end, though. So fuck that. I'm going to run with the motherfucking dead. And then Monoxide dives right into it. So yeah. it does its job to get you, brings you down a little bit because the hook's so live, you know? So maybe you know, it helps on that end. Do they do that? It kicks you back in. Man, that's something else I got to look at now. I, I know there's a ton of versions of this live on YouTube. Now I'm going to go down the rabbit hole of that. But <laughs> when they do this, does he say that? Or I wonder, I do they skip right to Monoxide? Or is it one of those songs that they only do like half the song? You know what I mean? Which, no, I think they do the full thing. But yeah, I don't, they might skip that part. I don't remember that. Yeah, off the top of my head, I'm not sure. It's... Seems like something he would just say and spout off and not just have in the background, but that could give mm-hmm. them a little break too, just to have it, you know, playing in the back and then they come back. No, um, I feel like if they did it, he actually was out there saying it. Would say it. Well, like you said, it's a little bit of a, a breakdown and then it goes right back into Monoxide's verse. Again, now we're just going straight up. Like, now you're killing people. Strange look because I'm in all black and I'll be rocking with an axe. Like, literally, just cemetery walks and grave digging, sacrifice another victim. <laughs> yeah, he's now he's just killing people. And then thinking about killing himself also to end it off. Uh, yeah. Well, if he wants to be with the dead, then he's got to be true. part of them, right? Uh, because, I mean, well... So I guess a spoiler alert, because according to Madrox coming up, he is in fact dead. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's true. That's all right. Let's just skip to that because yeah, Monoxide's out there killing people and <laughs> trying to get, like a banshee in the woods. Yeah, trying to get the sick thoughts out of his head. So then, yeah, j- <laughs> I want your thought on this, Jamie Madrox. Some of my best friends are dead. <laughs> if you include Monoxide, Violent J, Shaggy. An evil Ed? Like, That's what I always thought he said. <laughs> I I think he does. He doesn't say evil dead, right? He definitely no. says Ed. Which There's is a, a 95 movie called Evil Ed. That's a horror comedy, so we might be referring to that. <laughs> Are you going to put that on your list of things to watch, or have you already seen uh, that Actually, one? yes, because the, the picture looks fucking hilarious. <laughs> so <laughs> so maybe does, that's what... <laughs> does, does that have to wait until... Uh, Halloween spooky season, or oh, can no. you, you, you can slide Halloween, those on? So, yeah, so spooky season is reserved for uh, uh, classics. You know, you have to watch all the Halloweens. You know, you watch maybe some of the Jason. You know, Jason Lives and uh, Killer Clowns is always in my rotation. Evil Dead's House of Thousand Corpse, Trick or That's, Treat. You know, just, just want to make sure that yeah, it's like a, a square and a rectangle. Like spooky season yeah. is is specified for the the spookiness, but it's not like it is only contained to that. It, it can oh no, you watch over. horror year round, but you definitely save all the Halloweens for October. Yeah, I can't watch Halloweens in like August. I I think this year we need to start doing it in April. We'll have a yeah, you halfway, said you to, do a halfway to Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally okay with that. So we'll keep everyone in tune with that. <laughs> Fuck it if you're missing some limbs or patches of hair. <laughs> Nod your bald head and throw your nubs in the air. So fucking I mean, funny. This, this I even has this this is uh, Madrox verse here is very psychopathic. Like this gives me vibes of uh, um, I was gonna say zombie slide. No, the one on Riddlebox. Uh, 
Uh, cemetery, not cemetery girl, dead body man. No, uh, move to the left and slide. Oh, uh, hey, yo, I heard that you died. Headless boogie. Yeah, this is very headless boogie to me. Like it's harder. It's more like the song is not serious, but more like heavy, not goofy like that. But the Madrox, when you just read his lyrics, he has a very just happy partying with the dead guys here. So it gives me those vibes. Yeah, Monoxide's out there killing people, fucking slitting their throat. <laughs> and, and, and Jamie's just like, eh, if, you, if you're missing an arm, just swing your nub, but it's kind of sweet. And, it's kind of like they're telling two stories, though. I, I, you know, I never even think of it until we started digging in here that Monoxide's out there killing, murdering, and Madrax's like, well, sorry for your luck. My buddy killed you, but come on into the party. We got Monoxide here after killing. Then we got Jay and Shaggy and Old Evil Ed's hanging around, too, so... <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Old evil ad. <laughs> you need to, uh, I'm sure you'll already be posting the cover of that tape. Now you got my curious. Yeah. Oh yeah. It what looks fantastic. Uh, and then they end with the hook, you know, taking it out again. Am I, uh, this goes back into my old gimmick that you roll your eyes at. Isn't there a part or is it only on one of them? Does Jay do part of the hook where he yells, Rock the Dead? Oh, I think that is him, right? And like the. Which one is that? It's like halfway through where just. uh, He just, like, someone screams, Rock the Dead, and then like kicks back into it. Yeah, it's not the last one. It's somewhere in the. I feel like it ends someone's verse, but now off top of my looking at this, I can't figure out where it does. No, I think um, it's like halfway through as it rides out, and then like kind of the hook kind of slows down to close out, you know. So, I just want to. <laughs> this will come into play later, but just he, there's not an overabundance of ICP on this song at all. But just as a note, that we think that he is Jay is on this track. You, we agree with that, right? I think that's him. Yeah, yelling it. Okay. So let's just we'll we'll uh, pocket that as they say. <laughs> <Yes>. Well, <laughs> be, here. reoccurring theme on the next five songs that <laughs> I will talk about uh, in a couple of weeks. But yeah, that's that's pretty much Rock the Dead. It's a lot of hook, but when you dive into the lyrics, especially the ones that you never knew what they said, uh, there's a lot going on there. Before we get into, eh, fuck it, we'll do it this way. You mentioned it, and we kind of touched on it already, the everlasting juggalo lines and history. I think the hook itself, just how live it is mm-hmm. in person, is uh, is epic, you know, is, is juggalo classic, if you will. Right. Um, and then that monoxide line where everyone yells back, you ain't shit. That's, mm-hmm. and that may not be like a, in, you know, you're waiting in line, or that's not like a cop. Uh, shirt or a poster kind of deal but i think it's definitely something whether this is your favorite song or not if you know it that's a, an interactive part of the show no it's for sure uh, as we say throw it in the juggalo canon that's like everyone knows that and everyone yells that yeah. you're waiting for that line yeah you're not saying it to each other yelling it or like making chance of it but yeah that's all it's a part of the the live experience experience sure, <laughs> i agree so let's jump into the uh, the other versions, and th- there's a lot of them here, so we're going to try to blow through them all, but they're all important in their own way. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a CD single of this song that came out, and 
you can only assume it was right around the time of the CD debuting. So this came out in June of 99, we said, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure if it came out before or after the CD debuted, but... And when I say CD, I mean the album. I apologize. <laughs> now that now my own verbiage is throwing me off. Um, but it was definitely promoting Rock the Dead. It had two versions on it. It had the album version and it had a clean version. Which, doing this research, I would for this season. Which, how long have we been researching this? Eighteen months? Two years? Like <laughs> we've had this on the back burner for a really long time. I cannot find that clean version of this song it's please if someone has it send it to us send us a link but i cannot find it i have it on the reissue that came out in 2016 so, let me plug the turntable into the laptop somehow and give it to you. Oh, oh, because I didn't realize that was on there. The clean yeah, the, version's on there? Yeah, the 7-inch one side is the radio edit, one side is the uh, regular version. Oh, that's crazy. That I mean, that makes it even weirder that it came out again and that I still can't find a version of it. Maybe yeah, it's I not like to, ripped online. Yeah, maybe I need to Google like that 45 instead of just Googling radio edit. So... Mm-hmm. We haven't really touched on a lot of this, but I think I want to get into it at the very, very end of the season. That single is really hard to find. The CD version? Yeah. Sorry, I apologize. You're right. The the CD version of Rock the Dead is, I'm not saying it's like the hardest thing to find. It's not like quote unquote grail piece, but it is very sought after and hard to find. So I know people have it, but it's hard for them to come off of it. So if you have it, you are an elite juggalo collector. Even um, I'm just looking on Discogs right now, and there's only 12 people who list that have it, and it's never been sold on here. Yeah, <laughs> Which I know Discogs mainly vinyl, you know, and 45s, but there's CDs on there still, and you think you would right. see a pop up on there? Yeah, no, it's tough. And that was even back in the day, that was like a hundred dollar plus item. So now I could only assume it's more than that. Man, um, I feel like I've seen it at Rock of Ages back in the day. Like looking at this one, I'm like. There's, I don't know what. I don't want to say there's no way, but I don't. I don't think so. If you did, you missed out. <laughs> or are we assuming this was like one given just to radio stations at the time? That's also possible. Here's another possibility. Spoiler alert. Sorry for anyone who thinks Rock of Ages is above board on everything they do. <laughs> this is de- definitely the era where they are just bootlegging shit, and it's like, yeah, it's, true. That's not just, this is my opinion, not Chris's, so that he doesn't get in trouble. But they, uh, as I'm not just talking stickers and t shirts and bullshit. I mean, like, they would openly sell CDs that you think are rare, and they are not. They are straight <laughs> up like CDRs, photocopied covers. And if they it's had this, this, this one actually was a CDR, right? Like, the, that's the correct. CD, the, it is a CDR. Right. The real ones did have the blue bottom uh i don't know what the actual cd looked like you know if it was like a just kind of plain ass font on it like anyone could do but uh yeah uh i know they have gotten better about it but rock of ages definitely has a stigma about them especially in this era of selling some bootleg shit because 
I mean, I don't want to say because, but there's just such an influx of people who wanted stuff that I feel they probably thought they were doing everyone a service by giving them what they no, wanted. No, they were just like, hey, we'll, we'll just make some money on this shit. Yeah, yeah I, shit. I didn't say that. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to be nice. You are just like, they said, fuck these kids. But, uh, Come on yeah. now. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we love Rock of Ages. Um, so, yeah, that CD, very hard to find if you have it. Burn us the uh, radio edit, please. I'm dying to know if they just bleep stuff out or if they totally change the words because I love radio edits where they change the words completely. And Psychopathic um, had a lot of funny ones. Yeah. Um, so uh, I'm going to have to – this was something we'll, re- we'll revisit on the wrap-up because I'll give the 45 a listen and take some notes on what's different, you know? Yeah. Just looking back at the lyrics right now, because we're so, uh, we don't even, I don't even recognize swearing just because it's part of my <laughs> normal talk. But looking through, it looks like Madrox throws a throw your fucking arms up and rock the dead at the end of his. Um, I hope it's switched to throw your nubby arms up and rock the dead. Yeah. <laughs> please do something like that. You ain't shit, obviously, would be one. You uh, ain't it, I bet. But yeah, I quick glance, I don't see any other swears. Uh, all the dead motherfuckers from here to Green Street kill every Which, live motherfucker in the crowd. So yeah, all the Madroxes has a lot of swearing. But We didn't, uh, that's that's something we didn't uh, talk about. The lyrics, Green Street, if, if you look at Green Street, Detroit, that's in Southwest. Nice ass run of uh, Takieras around there. So I don't know if, <laughs> I don't know if maybe they're, you know, getting, getting themselves some, uh, some, Nice ass barbecue chicken or pastor tacos out there, but when I looked it up, that's that's where I wound wound up on the map, and then I'm just looking up. So I think we're gonna have to hit a polos los galos after uh, we're done here because shit looks real good. You sure he wasn't talking about Greens Street because it's Greens is right up the road from the lowest spot? <laughs> could, could have been that too. <laughs> He's cruising uh, Tenant Orchard Lake. Trying to get well, all we do when we hear a street is figure out what food is around that area. <laughs> Man, I was somewhere the other day, and it's it's just like taco trucks, and I'm like, what is going on here? I, I almost took a picture of it and texted you and cousin Aaron. Like, have you been here? Do you know where this is? So I, mean, I, I should have stopped. Pull up Green Street, Detroit on uh, Google Maps, and just every little fork and a knife. Click on it, and just scroll through the photos. All those tacos. <laughs> There's like an abundance of just fire taco places around there yeah we'll have to do a uh the in between seasons we'll do like uh if we take a little break we'll just drop little bonus episodes <laughs> one of them will be us going uh, oh god that's a, save that for that's a uh that's a youtube exclusive videos <laughs> let's get just put that in uh, the, i'm putting that in a spreadsheet just so we don't forget because goddamn's great yeah oh man the It'll be like, <laughs> oh man, now I need to see like all the TV show names so that we can mess around with them, like <laughs> Juggalos. Yeah, sorry, sorry we're brainstorming a new show for you on, <laughs> on this episode, but just oh. you, could, you, could, you could scrap that. We'll hide that from everyone. Yeah, no one no one steal that. If I feel the need to bleep that out, so yeah, no one cut, hears cut it. Cut that out. Just, just get to the point where I'm talking about sweet tacky eras and cut it all out. <laughs> oh man. 
Oh, let's see what's next. Um, it takes a quite a uh, little hiatus here for Rock the Dead, but it ends up on the Big Money Hustlers soundtrack, which, if correct me if I'm mistaken, is the only way you can find this streaming online right now because the uh, what do you call oh well it? through Spotify. I don't know if Apple or uh, Amazon have any of them. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm. When I say streaming, I assume Spotify, so you are correct. Uh, the only way I can find this on Spotify is streaming through the Big Money Hustlers soundtrack. 2016, as Chris alluded to, they released, they, <laughs> pronouns pal, <laughs> Magic Ninja released this on a 45, and off the top of my head, I don't know, was that like a part of a what do you call it, like um, a mystery box? Or did they just straight up sell it? Or I don't know how it was released. I'm pretty sure it was just sold through like twistedshop.com. And like they did a bunch of those, and I can only imagine that's probably limited to like 500 or 1,000, right? Yeah, I don't know. I'd have to look on it. On if it's numbered again, we're speculating because we didn't we did ninety percent of the research and not not the full hundred <laughs> percent. You think that was a, a website deal, or do you think it was a uh, like Black Friday or a record store no, day this, deal? This is before they dove into the because I mean at this point I was hitting Black Fridays and record store days, so um, this was them just doing it on the side because they didn't they weren't diving into that yet. I don't believe. Gotcha. I I agree. I, I think I, I agree with that. I just I wasn't sure. Yeah. So then you also, I think this is dumb. I'm sorry I didn't put these in order. Going backwards, Mike Clark used this song and this beat on his uh, Mike Clark Volume 1. What's the name of those CDs? Uh, uh, I was going to say Mutilation Mix. Um. <laughs> That's funny. I don't even, like, I just call it the, the Mike Clark Volume 1. Uh, uh, that is called the Murder Mix Volume 1, where it's, Rock the Dead Body Man, which which if you're not on, you know, if you're not up on this, these compilations, get on them right now. Cause, oh, oh my wait. God. I'm just a dead body man. We got bodies, dead bodies. We got dead ones, skinny ones, male, female, and nothing We got somebody, we got nobody. Bodies, bodies, bodies. I don't remember if it was the first one or the second one, but I distinctly remember us driving and listening to the CD for the first time. And just every song that came on, we were like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, you're right. Are these streaming? Yeah, they're on. They are. Yeah. If you are not familiar with the, the Mike Clark uh, murder mix, please stop listening to us right now. We're not going to talk about anything in the next 10 minutes. It's worth your while. Just pause, <laughs> go find Mike Clark's murder mix volume one and thoroughly enjoy what's going on on that CD. This song in particular, real sweet. Uh, oh, rock sure. the dead body man. Uh, and then you fast forward to a couple of years ago at Astronomicon. We've talked about it in the past, but this song, Rock the Dead, was part of their 80s remix version, which I got to say, of all the ones on there, this is probably my least favorite. Uh, did you get a chance to listen to it? Do you recall? I did uh, way back when we started this season, so I, I can't remember, but which, uh, which artist did they use on theirs on this one? This song is mixed with I Can't Go For That. 
No Can Do by Hall and Oates. But the only one that's clear is Feeling like, ah, uh, I can't even take it no more. Release the straps on my jacket and let me go. Ill medication. Got my whole body shaking. Taking escaping, but they gon' keep on chasing a face. Again, that CD is great. But this is like the the least of the tracks, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I enjoy a good 80s remix, and I like what they were doing there. But this one in particular just doesn't, doesn't tickle like my fancy. as much. Yeah, it's a little... It's okay. It's not the best. But. I'm still down with it. Like, I'd rather have them doing these the 80s mixes, even if it doesn't fully hit. Like, oh, like yeah. Want more God. Oh, <laughs> I, I just punched the microphone. Uh I'd rather a bunch of singles and doubles with home runs mixed in than just not trying at all. So right, keep doing these. I I wish they did these every year at Astronomicon. Give me just a straight eighties or nineties or yeah, you know. do it. Do a different decade each each year. Oh man, now we're talking. Imagine Blaze doing this over like nineties beats. <laughs> oh man, he did. He did do eighty nine or like the gangster. But then we're just. Now he's just like cell block. Well, now for saying that, just give me a cell block CD. If, if that's really where we're going with this. Uh, but that's a whole nother uh, season, whole nother issue. And I think that's all of the places that this song has ended up, which is quite a lot. I don't want to say all. I mean, it's been on a good eight different albums. So Yeah, I didn't realize there was that many when you actually sit down and look at it. Yeah. I also have a note, and this is dumb because I'm just going to contradict myself here at the end. I have, because I think people have thought that this was their first music video, but it's not. You know, the, their first video is We Don't Die. Unless yeah, I'm totally mistaken. I don't know why I wrote that down. So I, I must have seen it somewhere, and I definitely put a question mark next to it, knowing that it's not right, but... Like maybe there was some kind of interview or something where they said they were going to do it, and then you know how things happen, and just either they didn't or it didn't see the light of day. Like I don't but know. That, I feel like it's one of those things that floats out there, but it, unless I'm mistaken, it, it never came to be. There's that commercial for it's on the beginning of like Stranglemania Two. It was on the beginning of one of the videos back in the day, and it was plugging the most tasteless, and they started playing beginning of Rock the Dead, and it was like just like this computer generated like cube that floated around with pictures of them on. Do you remember that? Um, kind of. So like, I'd, maybe I'd that was like people thinking that's the video or maybe there was like just a version of that floating around with the full song, but that's the only thing I would think of. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's, I don't think that's worth us going back and looking, <laughs> you know, digging into the archives. Cause I did a quick look and didn't find anything, but uh, yeah, I just feel like people mess that up now. Yeah. I also think at our first year at Astronomicon Trivia, I messed that up because I think I accidentally said Rock the Dead when I meant We Don't Die and someone called me out on it. But that was just a slip up. That wasn't that's me being stupid and not knowing the difference between, you know, I'm bad with song titles. So Uh, both those songs have the same vibe to me, you know. Not oh, thanks for covering for me. They kind of, uh, <laughs> that's what I'm here for. I kind of get them confused, like, just in my mind when I'm thinking of the two, you know? We just named off four songs on Riddlebox that we <laughs> were talking about dead bodies. We didn't know which one was which. We right. didn't even name, like, Three Ring and all the other ones that have the same <laughs> uh, same gimmick. But, yeah, I'm bad about that. Okay. Um, 
Are we missing anything about the actual song before we start throwing it in the ranking and filing, seeing seeing where it falls? I don't think so. We touched on uh, the uh, we touched on the everlasting moments and legacy of it. Yeah, just the hotness of the live version. I think is everlasting for sure. Right. As I said, it's their chicken hunting. <laughs> it kind of is until the first singles from uh, Freak Show. Right. You know, I'd say like We Don't Die, like maybe one or two songs off of that. Yeah, that's it's right up there with they have to do these live, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, where do you put this on, on the CD? Which is tough because now we're expanding into the uh, double CD, if you will. You know, right. the original and uh, the reissue. Re-issue. But just in the world of most tasteless where would you where do you place it uh, upper half for sure um top five you have a lot in your top five i i, I think at this point i only have <laughs> five uh, in your top five. i have die i have die motherfucker die i have uh secondhand smoke uh renditions of reality uh what the fuck and right <laughs> <laughs> and we only have four more songs to go well you know maybe i already got my five solidified all right. Well, it's a, call it's you changes, with, you know. Once once we get into each episode, it could things could shift, just like the uh, college football playoffs. You never know where things went <laughs> in the end of it. <laughs> if you're listening to this <laughs> when this uh, episode drops, there's going to be a distinct change in the college football landscape in 24 hours. Oh my god, oh, man, we're so close. It's so scary. <laughs> If you follow us on Instagram, maybe we should do a live video of Chris just panicking all week. We'll have a, a panic level uh, leading up to it of, of what's going on. Yeah, I mean, if it's like the terror threats at the at the airport, I'm not fully red yet. But once the Thanksgiving turkey and stuffing's done, it's full blown red panic mode. You're <laughs> scared. It's just DefCon three right now. You haven't gotten to the to the yeah. Total once level I'm, of panic. Once I'm sitting on the couch enjoying the leftover turkey and uh, watching Survivor Series 89 or something, that's when I start getting scared. <laughs> what if I, I get scared if you're going to make me watch Survivor Series 2021? <laughs> uh, well, timestamp, watching it right now, and I don't know who half these guys are on this show. <laughs> well, I thought they fired all the people who you didn't know. They actually kept people you don't know, too? There's, yeah, there's plenty who I did not recognize. All right. Well, I can't wait to not watch that. Uh, it's funny. They're eating pizza in it. <laughs> so for myself, I think I agree. This is probably top half. If I would have thought about it earlier, I would have put it very high. But reading the lyrics and listening to it a lot lately, I kind of see some holes in it. So it's not like very, very top. But I recognize how important it is. And, you know, I think the it went opposite world. When I read the lyrics, I liked it more because I see two different, you know, competing stories of, you know, Monoxide's out there murdering everyone and Madrox is just bringing him into the party once they're already dead. I may have to give it another listen now, but uh, there's definitely ones coming up here that have moved up and down my list just from our research. So, yeah, this this season definitely makes me think about my, my stance on all these. Uh, live version, we said live is fire, right? Like A+. Plus. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Twisted history. Where are you putting this? Uh, well, again, you said it's their chicken hunt, and it may only be like the top three or five on this album, but we can agree that it should probably be placed on their best of. Yeah, yeah. The uh, as we said, if you're making a CD for someone, this one's on there. I mean, they literally put it out there to grab people to buy the CD. So 
if it's good enough for them that you assume they put their 110% into it, it, it should get that respect. Right. You know, um, I think that may be it. Unless you have anything else to, uh, talk about rock the dead about. No, I think that's, I think that's good. If you bought your rock, the dead CD at rock of ages, find someone who has one and uh, double check it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, so disrespectful that you would say that. <laughs> You're the one that pointed it out. I need to, I need to see, maybe I had it in my collection. I need to see, maybe I got a bootleg. I, I, I don't, don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, that was, I, I still say that was very hard to come by. So, I mean, maybe people do out there, but, uh, we should also mention, I can't believe that I didn't mention this, that their first solo tour was called the Rock the oh. Dead Tour. Yeah, good thing we caught that before you got called out. Yeah, I think we mentioned it in the very first episode or two, but yeah, we might as well uh, redo that. Because, again, talk about something that I want and cannot find is the backstage pass for that tour. It is. Well, here's your chance. Send it out there in the juggalo world if anyone has it. Uh, I think two people I know have it, and neither one of them are coming off of it. So it's that ain't happening, but that's definitely a gaping hole in my collection, and I'm very upset. <laughs> well, speaking of gaping holes, next week is Spin the Bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to go on a tangent about my Juggalo collecting, but now <laughs> now I've been deflated, and now we're thinking about Spin the Bottle. Sorry, uh, it was a... I couldn't pass up that transition. <laughs> That's what we do. Uh, next week, we have a very special episode. We're going to have a special guest. It's going to be an interesting look into uh, the Juggalo world. I didn't... I'll say it now. I thought that's more of what this season was going to be like, is what we're about to give you next week. But... I guess pros and cons is probably why we didn't do it that way, and I'm glad. But I'm also happy that we're going to show you a little glimpse of something different than we've been doing for the rest of the season. So, Yeah, I think it'd be too hard to get into the weeds on the details, so I think it fits for track like that and like the smoke breaks fit when we bring in people to sprinkle a little extra vibes and, like I said, a little outside perspective, things like that. So yeah, I I, I, I think we've worked them in well when we've worked them in. I'd like to work it in more, but you're right. We we had to find how it worked before we did it too often, and we plugged it in the right places. And now that I think we're getting a little better at it and we have a little more of a format, we can throw it in where needed. So we we may have a couple of guests here in the, the last couple episodes, but definitely next week we have a... Uh, an interesting outside perspective on the Juggalo world, so stay tuned for that. And before we let you go, we'll remind everyone, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all those good places, at Juggalo RWD. Don't forget to look us up on YouTube, find us on Spotify, go to the website, JuggaloRewind.com. You can also, uh, where else can they find us? I've lost my place. Well, all the, all the other, oh, the phone number. The phone number is the, the real big one. 810-666-1570. Leave us a voicemail or listen to our little message. After last week's episode, we, uh, we changed it up. So if you got to call and listen, you heard some, some details about the rest of the season that no one else knows. Look so. at that. Just gotta gotta check it out. We're old school. Gotta check the check the hotline. So until then, unless Chris has anything else to say before he 
violently throws up thinking about Ohio State coming into Ann Arbor. Oh. <laughs> he, he's going to cringe and cower in the corner. Uh, my name hey, is Peter. That, Mike Dudley uh, could beat Bam Bam Bigelow. Michigan could beat Ohio State. Did he actually beat Bam Bam Bigelow? Oh, yeah. He pinned him. Oh, I don't remember. I'm more of a remembering Mikey Whiprack you know, going into winning all the matches as the underdog. <laughs> Or as you will see in your uh, Nitro rewatching, Norman Smiley holding on to the hardcore title. <laughs> yeah. If I can see Michigan pull it out like Norman, I'll be a happy man. <laughs> you and Brando will be <laughs> doing the big wiggle in the middle of the big house. I'll, I'll big wiggle nonstop if it happens. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be videoing that and showing everyone. Look on Enough TikTok. of that. Yes, <laughs> that'll go viral instantly. We'll get your brother to tape it for us. All right, that's it. We're out of time. Peter and Chris, Juggalo Rewind. See you next week when we spin the bottle and see who's next. <laughs> We're going to see. <laughs> Disgusting. <sighs> All music played in this episode and in this entire season is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. Season 1 of The Juggalo Rewind, Most Tasteless, has been produced and distributed with full permission from Magic Ninja Entertainment. Thank you to George, Mike, Dustin, and Twisted, and everyone at Magic Ninja for allowing us to do this podcast for you.